This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. It is now day three of the senior tour here in St. Louis, and uh, we've got a lot more activities going on today. I turned in a little bit early last night in order to provide you guys with the report that we did for days one and two, and so uh, I'm, I'm starting to put together some conversations with some other conjurers here who are instrumental in making this the success that it is. This has been a very good convention so far, and I'm excited about day three. We've got even more people uh, coming on. So right now, I'm uh, with Randy Kalin, who is uh, the guy who's been MC seeing the shows and doing just a great job. Randy, good morning. Well, good morning, Scott. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank you so much. So we were talking just at breakfast about uh, Magic Live, which is so much different from this, obviously, because that's like 1,800 people, and here we have less than 100, you know, exactly. so it's pretty intimate. Oh, yeah, definitely a more intimate convention. The cool thing, I mean, a lot of these people are truly legends, like Howard Hamburg coming in, and he just, Alan Ackerman, I mean, you're sitting there talking with these guys, they're showing you, you show them something, and they'd say, have you ever done this before? And every, it seems like every time you see them, they show you something that you never knew before. That's something that you don't get at other conventions, the the capabilities of finding so much knowledge from these legends. And they're just willing to share. And I've talked with some people then also who have brought their books of these guys who have written over the years and getting their autographs, you know, in the books. Me too included. Um, I have, over the years, built up quite the collection. Never thought I would spend so much time with these students. And, you know, I, I've Howard Hamburg and uh, Alan Ackerman, as we just mentioned, I mean... I have met them a couple times, but now I, I feel like I actually know them. And Howard last night said, Randy, come over here and sit with me. I want to show you something. And he spent like an hour and a half showing me different moves, showing tricks, gave me a set of his personal lecture notes, and told me, uh, gave me his personal number and said, hey, if you have any issues, come talk to me, whether we Zoom or whatever, and I'll walk you through it if you have any problems. I mean, where are you going to get that except in something like this? No, that's true. It seems like whenever that you would go to a larger convention, there are numerous advantages, obviously, uh, to going to a large convention like Magic Live or to Blackpool or FISM or something like that, uh, that you won't get that experience elsewhere. But the intimacy, because if you're going to go sit with Howard Hamburg at FISM, let's say, and he's sitting around, you're going to have you know, an inner circle, a middle circle, and probably three more outer circles. But here, you can sit right down with him. Definitely. There's a, there's a gentleman by the name of uh, Kevin Kelly who wrote um, some amazing books. Never really knew much about him. Um, I actually looked through my stuff and found out that I had a couple of his books. And I've spent some time with him. And he wrote about a guy that grew up near St. Louis by the name of Don England, whose books are very rare, very sought after. And he spent some time, too. That's the amazing thing about this particular convention that is different. It's small. People are not aware of it yet. And I don't think the the two Steves that run this, Steve Zilke and Steve Busking, um, wanted to get too big. But I think they definitely would welcome more people. But the uh, meeting people like this who have this knowledge, and although many of this stuff is heavy on cards... We have people that do beyond cards, like Ryan Bliss, I was not super familiar with. I've seen him on Instagram and stuff. He is an amazing coin worker, but he doesn't do coins like most people. He has the same props like anybody else, but his views and his styles are very outgoing, very 
uh, how this presentation is so engaging also. Yes, and it's just fun. You, you laugh, he shares, he's quick-witted. Mm -hmm. and, and then he, he spent about a 10-minute routine on, what do you call it, the, the 99-cent yeah, ball, ball and vase. Mm -hmm. And he did routines with it that you just don't see anybody do. He changed the color. He went to a, uh, the knitted vase from, like, a cup involved. And it, it just kept, yeah, and and then he ended up with a baseball, just like regular custom balls. That no way that it would fit inside there, and it was just fun to watch. And then of course he did coin routines. Uh, he did a routine last night with just a, about five of us with a, a, an African coin, some other stuff. He actually put the coins in my hand, closed it, and and when I opened my hands, there were two quarters. I'm you know just crazy things that you've never seen before. But that's the kind of, the, the talent here, I really, you know, even though you're not familiar with it, you really say all the time that this is the best talent and stuff like that. But it's talent that's ready to share. I, I do want to also point out that even though this is called the Senior Tour, you made a good point there as far as uh, Ryan Bliss doing this. For those who aren't familiar with him, he's not a senior. He is a young fella. And we did have Andrew Gladwin performing last evening and several other people here who are young. So uh, people should not be put off by the title of this called the Senior Tour, thinking this is something basically that you have to be 55 or older in order to come. It's kind of like, well, this is the re for the retirement community or something. No. Uh, please consider coming next year because this is something that is for everybody. And and it is a, it, the, the senior part of this, I think, just is the experience that people have. And it can be a young person who has a lot of experience, not necessarily an old person who has experience, and that are willing to share with everybody. So it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Andy coming here. He brought his uh, uh, two of his uh, main workers, George and Mark, um, like from uh, Vanishing Inc. They came here. They were filming and gathering information for some projects that Andy's doing along the way. So when you see someone like Andy Gladwin, which is pro so prolific with all the books that he creates, all the projects that he, he entertains with, and he came here to seek people and information for his stuff, I think that says something about it. It does. And that also, again, goes to the point of uh, the experiences that he knows people have here that are willing to share. I will also say this, uh, in a way, reminds me of some of the close-up conventions I've attended, like the 4F convention, like Pebble Palooza, in which this is, there are some intense sessions from the standpoint that the performers and lecturers are not saying, okay, does everybody, are they familiar with an Escanio spread? You don't have to explain the double lift or, you know, different things. It's like, I understand that move on. This is really not a beginner's convention. I think a beginner could learn some things here, so I'm not discouraging that. I'm just saying that this really is something for people who are workers, and I don't mean workers in the, in the context of what uh, Mike Close says, where you're commercially working, but if you just like to perform for yourself, and you've been doing it for a long time, I think you can still learn a lot, because people respect your level of ability here. Definitely. And uh, something we have at this convention that, you know, every convention tries to have a big screen. And I'll tell you, when people do stuff, many times the cards get washed out and stuff, and technology is getting better and better. But we have a gentleman by the name, uh, he's one of my uh, dearest friends by the name of Jesse Bader. And he is a, truly a professional filmographer. He films on big movies, TV sets, makes documentaries, he does TV commercials. And he's got the knowledge and the equipment, as young as a man he is, and he comes here. He set up the camera work, set up the, a GoPro over the table, and he switches just smoothly. Using QLab. Yes, and just sets, you can see their hands to the point you can see their body, and he does it on a dime. 
and the coins, the cards, everything is very crystal clear. So the technology that he brings to this convention, I think some of the, the bigger conventions could utilize his services. That's a good point. I was so impressed when you introduced me to him to me because he was the one who was handling when I did the panel discussion then the other night. And uh, I said, well, I would like to record that. And he said, do you have an H4N? I mean, knew immediately because I'm a podcaster. I would use this. It's like, yeah. And, and not only that, he knows more about this microphone than I know about it because he was saying, well, here's a, here's a plug-in that you can use on the back of this. It's like, I, I thought that, I didn't even know that, <laughs> that plug was there. And he was able to uh, record that. So those of you who have not had a chance to listen to that panel discussion, I know many of you have already, and I've been getting a lot of nice comments. And that has been, oh, golly, uh, one of the most uh, downloaded episodes here of late um, with because there were like seven different people who were on the panel there that evening on the opening night on Thursday night. But it was because of Jesse helping with the sound on that to make that possible. Otherwise, it would not have had the clarity that it did. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, uh, Jesse and me, we just try to make things happen. When when you said that you were going to do uh, this discussion, we originally were thinking chairs, and you said, you know, I would really like to get a couch. And so um, Jesse said, how are we going to get a couch in here? And I said, you know, let's just do it. And so I said, walked out there, and then I was just going to go take it, and then I saw one of the gentlemen, and I'll tell you, as I was working with this, I had gone up very regularly and told the, the staff in the front, I can't appreciate your services enough. I want to her. thank you. Yeah. And I kept doing that. One of the reasons, because I know sometimes you need something you never knew. Well, it came into play. And I said, this is going to be a stupid request. Um, we're having a, a, a talk show, like a TV show, and I would like to bring a couch in there. Is that going to offend you? Is that a, and the guy looked at me and said... You know, I, 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 he said, I, I trust you. He goes, if you make sure you get it back, you do what you need to. So I said, gentlemen, let's go get it. <laughs> so we brought in a couch, and then we get this thing all set up. And you said, you know, it's missing a tree or a bush. And I said, really? And I said, let me see what I can find. And I found some artwork, which was like a, a metal tree. And then uh, somebody said, well, he needs a table. And uh, Jesse said, there's a table. So we just moved everything in there. And then you said, well, if we could angle this. And meanwhile, Jesse was going back and said, well, if we're going to do the sound, we need this and that. And I said, I, I wouldn't get carried away with the microphones. I said, I'm going to recommend you have one for Scott and then one for the panel so that they don't over-talk each other. And then you said, well, you know, that, that's a good idea. I'd like to do this. But I would like to have a second one for this and maybe one for talking. So Jesse immediately said, we'll get a standalone mic for questions. So Literally, I would say relatively quickly, we got set up to meet minutes. <laughs> to get what you needed, get it set up. And so we're trying to meet the standards of, of the people that are doing this, that are bettering for and the, the knowledge that you brought from your travels and your experiences. I mean, it's just phenomenal. And you just I, I, I was thinking that everybody was going to come up at the beginning and you said, let's get started. And I said, well, they're not here yet. And you said, no, I'll call them up. And I said, oh, because <laughs> I thought they were all going to sit there at the beginning. And, and then it just kept moving. And then as you were going, you kept pulling people up and you, and they said, well, I guess it's my turn to leave because there's no room on the couch. And they kept building up. And then you said, you know, I noticed there's somebody over. Let's have them up there. And you kept bringing them up. And the, the podcast, I've listened, even though I was there, I listened to it, um, much of it again when I could. It's just amazing source of information. And people who, who haven't heard it, they should go back and listen to it. And I know you keep that in there for posterity. I mean, it, it is a wealth of information. 
It is. That's why I think it was one of the most downloaded here of late because of the variety. If you're not interested in what somebody has to say, wait five minutes or somebody else is going to be talking that has something perhaps you might be interested and you might want to hear more about them, about the story. And I could have spent, and in some cases with those people, I have spent an entire episode. That's why that I knew them well enough to say, hey, you know, we tap you on the shoulder and have you come and sit with me. And I kind of also kind of knew the direction and some stories that they would bring to the table. That's why that I had asked them to come. And I also knew the direction where to take the conversation, but to make it more brief than I did with a longer episode. And and I will say, once again, Jesse's knowledge and skill came to play. Yes. Because you have someone like Howard Hamburg, who's very soft-spoken, tends to bring the microphone down a little bit. Jesse had, had a soundboard all set up, and he, he was adjusting things to make sure that you could hear him clearly and lucidly without, you know, squeaks and stuff. I would not have been I, able to do that on I, my podcast. I, and I, I, interesting, with all the different microphones and stuff, I, at this convention, I don't think I've ever heard, you know, the squeals of people who are getting sound back from, uh, mm-hmm. or feedback from different areas and stuff like that. Jesse has it under control. And I will say that Jesse and I came here. Uh, we did, neither one of us are technically running the convention. We're just assisting. You know, Steve Zucchini and Steve Buskin again. They're the ones that put this all together. But we came the night before, set up the cam- camera equipment and the video equipment and the sound equipment because we wanted to make sure that we weren't bogged down on the actual day of the convention in case something didn't work. We wanted to know in advance. And uh, as a matter of fact, when you were doing stuff, you said you needed a wire or something. And Jesse said, you know, I think I've got this if I can. And, and he just started pulling wires out and connecting stuff. And, and then he said, you know, I, I'm missing this. And you said, well, well, I have that, but I didn't know we could use that for this. Yeah. And Jesse just does it because that's what I'm saying. He, he This is what he does for his living. I mean, yeah. He does t- literally TV shows, commercials, movies. I, we had a movie coming through that I've seen on the big screen. And uh, there was about an hour of it that was filmed here. And they had called him. He's just an amazing man. So. Yeah. Well, you tapped into a good person over there then, too. It's been a great convention. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we've got a jam-packed activities again here today. In fact, I think as we're speaking right now, it's about time, about three minutes, for uh, Kevin Kelly to start his lecture then, too. It is. So I, I probably do need to get to go there. I can't thank you enough. You know, I'm, I'm honored all the stuff that you do. I enjoy your podcast personally. So thank you so much for coming, and uh, I look forward to the next one that I will see you at. Thank you, Randy, very much. I look forward. Hopefully, I'll get to come back again next year. <laughs> that was Randy Kalen. This is Scotty Al. So we are. Uh, we just finished a uh, lecture here this morning by uh, Kevin Kelly, which was uh, excellent. He was explaining a lot of things that he did in last evening's show. But I'm here with a couple of the organizers then right now, Steve Zoki. Hello, how are you? And Steve Buskin. Good morning. Good, good. So I'm glad that you guys are here, and I'm glad you put this on. This is the second year. My question, first of all, is about the Midwest Magic Jubilee. Is that something that's of the past, and this has kind of taken its place, or is it two separate things? It's two completely separate things. Uh, I guess when COVID broke, out. Uh, they decided not to have the Jubilee, so Steve and I just, uh, something we wanted to do. We coined the term the senior tour because, uh, you know, these cats were getting up in age. And uh, a friend of ours says, you need to do this before they all die. So that's, <laughs> that's, that is the uh, the essence of the name. But Obviously, you've been here. It's a convention for everybody. It really is for everybody, and regardless of age, certainly. And but it's just that people have a lot of experience here, so it's not necessarily by age, because there are a lot of young people who are here, like Andy Gladwin and, and several others who are young, and Ryan Bliss who are who are younger but have experience in doing some things that the rest of us don't that they can really share. Right. Yeah. 
Couldn't have summed it up any better. Um, so what about the Midwest Magic Jubilee then, uh, Steve? Let me ask you then. So did they stop kind of having that, or will that happen this year, or are there any plans for that? I mean, you're part of the St. Louis Magic community, so what's going on? Yeah, I think that, uh, how to phrase this? That was more of a stage, kind of a, a little bit of everything, whereas this is really more yeah. close up, of course. That's why I say they're two separate types of conventions. That's true. Uh, the uh, Jubilee, I don't expect it to go back again this year. I, th- I think the local the local group is trying to decide how best to position the Jubilee uh, because it always has had a stage component to it uh, as opposed to strictly close-up. So I'm thinking probably 2024 is likely when we would see it again. Yeah. If, if we do. If, if we do, yeah. and, and if they do, we... In a way, you're not really competing with them, but it's in the same city. Will you be hosting this convention then as well if they decide to do that then too? I would, yes. Okay. Tentatively, yeah, we're going to be back here in April next year. I saw you got the flyer. You're already planning on it. What's the date next year? April April 10th. April 10, 11, 12, I believe. Yeah, second second weekend of April. Why'd you choose this weekend? I think in part because we looked at the calendar ahead. Quizzical looks at each other. I don't know. Yeah, look at the calendar ahead for uh, for this year, and we saw this weekend was not going to be competing against, like, uh, Abercorn-Dabra, Effectors. Yeah. So we we wanted to pick it a weekend that... uh, There's no snow and ice here. It's a pretty pretty good time of year, usually. It's a much... Yeah, weather-wise... Maybe tornadoes, but nothing else. Yeah, it doesn't compete with Magi Fest for snow. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) They can keep it. If they do the Jubilee Scott, it'll, it'll definitely be in August. That's always the month... They have had the jubilee, so um, yeah. But it's pretty late in the pretty late in the day to start planning four, four months in advance for a. Now a I noticed concert. that on the flyer you had a picture of uh, uh, Ted Anneman on there. So is it going to be kind of a mentalism kind of a thing, or what's the point of that, or what's or is it? How do you choose? We just that? put it on there. Uh, we really don't know what we're going to do next year, do we? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Well, that implies something. I mean, with the photo, you know, uh, him of all people. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I don't see this becoming a mentalism convention. <laughs> that I can, I can foresee that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would fundamentally shift uh, exactly yeah, yeah. what you, you've already established for the last two years. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think of Ted Anima as being a close-up guy. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't seen that book. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. When you do uh, select, or how you have gone about selecting the people that you have here this year, was that something that the two of you guys get together? Have you got a committee, or some people make suggestions? How do you decide there, Steve? When Steve and I did this last year, the, the convention was such a, a hit, everybody said, let's just do the same convention one more time. And they had some of the same guys come back, too. Alan, Howard, Doug, Bill, uh, my powers, they all said, yeah, just repeat it. So we added a, a couple uh, new faces this year. Right. And uh, next year it will be completely different. We're going to start from scratch. And but these guys still might come back just because they like hanging out here, it looks like. They they do. The, the hotel is very conducive to uh, sessioning, if you will. Yeah. Um, and we're in the Midwest. Scott, it's very, people are very laid back. Even... Uh, Andy Gladwin and his film crew yesterday were commenting how 
e- easygoing people are, you know, here. And accommodating. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, speaking of the hotel, I have to uh, uh, say how much I, of course, a lot of times when we go to ho- uh, convention hotels, the staff do go bend over backwards to help us in any way they can because they want to have to come back then again too and get good reviews as well. Uh, this uh, staff is no different. It seems like they've been excellent in helping with everything, but moreover, as far as the layout of the hotel, it's it's a great place where you got a room here, uh, where you've got the dealer over here and everything and the lectures and the shows are all in one place. you got fantastic uh, AV over here. Got a room for sessioning. The bar's right nearby. The restaurant's there. I mean, everything is kind of compact, and you're not having to walk a half mile to get any place, especially for us old guys, you know. So you're, you're, thinking, you're thinking of the seniors. I, I would like to say that uh, we, we looked at multiple locations and tried to, to accommodate everything. We thought this one actually and fit it's near that. the airport. And it's near the airport, you know. Uh, so, but not uh, in a bad part of town or anything. No, 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 no. Uh, the, only, the only downside is that I'm doing... Uh, uh, travel for airports uh, tomorrow, and uh, people are going back starting at 6 a.m. And it's like after Saturday night, as most magicians know, it's a late night, uh, which means at 6 a.m. will probably be, I won't be going to sleep tonight. <laughs> probably not, because that's another thing, is there are late night sessions that are going on here, even though there are seniors, that are a lot of people are staying up until the wee hours in the morning. Yeah, I think. It's like when we were kids. Uh, yeah, I think last night, I think I, uh, Steve Reynolds and I closed the room, I think, at 2.30. Uh, so uh, I said I've got to get some sleep for today. Or some sleep for today. <laughs> yeah. Steve, what more can I say? Well, just that you're planning next year, and if you got some ideas as to who you're going to be booking next year, if you got any uh, guys pre-booked or anybody that you can share, not necessarily pre-booked, but uh, what you talk to? Lee Asher may come down. Aaron Fisher, Nate Cranzo, kind of get some younger blood so they they can bring their friends. Luke Dancy from. All things magic. He's gonna bring bring a crew. Um, we're talking about trying to get Bill Malone to show up. Oh, that'd be great. And hopefully Gary Plants. He uh, unfortunately is doing his magic cruise this weekend, but he promised me that that he definitely will try to make it. So there's there's a couple teasers for you. Yeah, and, and we'll good. definitely add some more. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, you guys have done a great job here this year, and I know this is something that's not just the two of you. This is really kind of a group effort. And uh, can you want to name some of the other people that uh, have been helping here? Jesse Bader over there on uh, Sound and Lights and Randy Kalen. Randy Kalen hiding his, hiding his face. Yeah. Uh, it's, you're right. It's just a group effort. This Jim, Mon- Jim Mulnery. Jimmy Cards. Oh, oh, Jimmy Cards. Yeah, what a great guy. Steve Myers, Magic. Uh, out of Maryland, uh, Jennifer did all the uh, artwork. Mike McClure, who is not here, he uh, took care of all the web pages, Facebook. That guy over there is uh, Scott R. Smith, rocking the house. Yep. He is constantly plugging, transportation, plugging, transportation. Yeah. and uh, transportation. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's a good community effort, and it's it's fun when it all pulls together. So, it is. Yeah. That's great. And I th- you know, it, it takes a it takes a village. Certainly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys have a good village you built here, and so look forward to future years and uh, returning. Well, Thanks, Scott, Scott. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. I'm having a great time. Good. So for the Magic Word Podcast, I was Steve Zolke and Steve Buskey. Scotty out. We just finished the uh, lecture with uh, Bill Goodwin and uh, getting ready to have a, a breakout 
for lunch right now before we have a workshop session and everything, but I uh, thought it would be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about what happened in last evening's show. We haven't really kind of recapped that, and I am talking with a friend of mine, Kansas City, right? Is that All right? All the way yep. from Kansas City. <laughs> I've got Sean Rivera with me here. Hey there, Sean. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Fantastic. Very good to uh, see you again. And um, last time we talked was uh, for the podcast, we talked about your card collection. I assume you're still collecting Still cards. collecting. Oh, yeah. And how more many do you have now? Thousands and thousands of decks. I don't even know how many. <laughs> how many do you buy a week? You must have like a three-pack-a-day habit now. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, I'd probably go through a deck a day if I'm performing or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, And it's impossible to keep up with all the different bicycle decks these days. Why is that true? Yeah, oh, yeah. But if something comes out and, and catches my fancy, then mm-hmm. you I'll know, snag a couple. Are there things that you are following all the time, like on some GoFundMe types of things, or how do you hear about these? Is it just I assume there's a card collecting community that you keep in touch with. Yeah, just mainly through like uh, you know Vanishing Ink or you know Penguin Magic. Illusionist does a bunch of them. Illusionist too. They got some good decks too. Um, Fifty Two Plus Joker is a good club to uh, join if you're into decks of cards, uh, not just magic wise, but if you're just if you like the design of them or are just interested in playing cards, you can join 52 plus Joker. Uh, Lee Asher runs that club, and it's pretty cool. And they sell uh, decks through there? I mean, they kind of trade things or let you know about what's happening? Or? Yeah, they'll come out with a deck or two every year uh, for the club, and uh, they offer different auctions throughout the year and stuff like that, rare decks. So is there a particular deck of uh, recently that you had purchased that you think is kind of cool that you recommend people should uh, get if they are a collector? Yes, actually. There's a deck of cards that I got from Vanishing Ink Magic, and it's about all the different famous magicians like Thurston, Keller, Copperfield, Lance Burden, and each of them are on the face of the playing card, and it comes with a little like little game you can play, and it's, it's pretty cool. Is it is it a photo or a line drawing or what? I believe they are line drawings, yes. Okay. Like caricatures or really more yeah, realistic? More like caricatures. Kind of, okay. They're kind of cartoonish, but I mean, you can, you can definitely tell. And who sells it? Uh, Vanish Ink. Okay. Well, well worth getting yeah, that. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> well, I mentioned to begin with, we want to talk a little bit about what happened in last evening's show. Sure. And, uh, so I uh, remember we started with Andy Gladwin because he was kind of in and out. He was here. I thought he was going to be around here today, and I understand that he wanted to go first because he had to jet out, quite literally jetted to Chicago because he wanted to see uh, Josh's show up in Chicago. Yes. But he, I thought, killed. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, his show? Yeah, it was really good to see Andy. I think uh, for the most part he was upstairs doing interviews about Marlowe and stuff like that that will right. come out soon. But, uh, yeah, he did a pretty, a pretty good uh, performance, high-energy Really funny. He did like a tossed out deck kind of a thing. It was really interesting. Fooled really me. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> he, he went beyond just a tossed out deck. Yes. Uh, kind of a thing. And uh, where then he also had someone pick a number and a color and then a card. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. And then, of course, did uh, a blindfold thing, you know, with the uh, tape. Yeah. That was really cool, too. Pretty entertaining. The cards fell all over the floor. and. <laughs> That was purely an accident, I'm sure. That lady I'm felt sure so it was, bad. Yeah, <laughs> but he was able to pull that out. It was fabulous. It was great. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> uh, who was next? Who came after him? Let's see. Howard Hamburg. Uh, he's always good. He's the guest of honor this year, and uh, yeah, he's always great. Uh, you know, student of Vernon, I believe, and yeah, he's. He, he fools me every time, too. Did a lot of good card stuff. He did one trick, and it was something in which that he would put the cards in order, and then someone else shuffled the other uh, selection of ten cards, and they all matched exactly. 
Yeah, really good. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and next was? Uh, Kevin Kelly. I actually had never heard of him uh, before this weekend. So he's uh, apparently he's got a couple of books out that are really good. And yes. I need to look up. Yeah, he was a Marlowe history. student and a friend. Oh, oh yeah, okay. oh, yeah. In fact, I think that uh, was in part why Andy came, was uh, to film some of his stuff and, oh, gotcha. and talks with him because right. they're looking, I think, at republishing the uh, Marlowe magazine that he had put out. And, yeah, he was uh, part of that group uh, from way back when. So, yeah, he's got some pretty good stuff. That's, uh, and then he lectured this morning, in fact, which I thought was really an interesting uh, lecture, kind of tipping everything that he did in his show last evening, which I thought were some foolers. Yeah, good stuff. He did uh, the breakout session yesterday, and uh, I think he did more storytelling than right. actually tricks, but uh, it was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then next one we have? Uh, Mike Powers. He was pretty entertaining. He's uh, <laughs> he's. Into the Star Trek theme and all that good stuff. Yeah, did some time traveling. Time traveling, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I love that idea of his matrix of going, of transporting, where they had the different characters uh, who were, you know, uh, uh, Captain Kirk and Captain Picard and uh, like someone else, you know, that were transporting into this black hole area. Oh, yes, yeah. very entertaining. Uh, yeah, has Star Trek lunchbox. Yeah, <laughs> the whole theme, <laughs> yeah. Stuff, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Uh, who next? Steve Reynolds, yes. He, uh... <laughs> He's definitely uh, into uh, technique. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a technician for sure. Very entertaining also. He was great. Uh, Ryan Bliss, yeah, I would say he's probably one of the highlights of the convention. Yeah. Um, Very funny, great a lot guy. Of, a lot of coin magic, Okito mm-hmm. box stuff. and It's a nice little change from all the card tricks that we've and seen. And a cup so. and vase. Right? Oh, know, yeah, yeah, the, the ball, ball and vase yeah. routine. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. And then did he? who closed then? I believe uh, Ryan Bliss. Ryan was the last one that closed. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was uh, great. And then afterwards, it was when uh, Mike Howers lectured, I think. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Really good lecture, too. He's filled with knowledge. Smart man. Really is. Um, And he can be technical. Uh, Being a physics teacher, he can really kind of get in the weeds. But he really, (laughs) I think, was making this very commercial, everything he was talking about. It was a really good lecture. Oh, yeah. Lots of good stuff all around. I'm having a lot of fun. Who have you enjoyed or what activity or what have you done so far that uh, is a highlight for you? Yeah, probably uh, the Bill Goodwin lecture that that just got out. Uh, He was one of the draws for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely Ryan Bliss. I had never seen him live before. seen him on videos, YouTube, and stuff like that. So. And definitely uh, Bill Goodwin and uh, Ryan Bliss, two highlights yep. for me. Yep, they were great. I, and, and I also, uh, for me, I, I, again, did not know uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, but now I do, and great guy. And I learned a lot uh, from him, you know, with some easy stuff, more technical stuff, and a little bit of everything. I like yeah. it. Good variety, too. Lots of good stuff. Oh, yeah, variety is the key word, yeah. we got a few more things going here today with uh, another show then tonight before we wrap up. So... We've got a uh, full day still ahead of us, at, uh, even though we've had a, a full morning already. We sure have, yeah. <laughs> Off to lunch right now. That's right. Did you did you uh, drive down, by the way? Or? Sure did. Okay. Nice little four-hour drive That's straight not down too bad. I-70. Not there bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. So for the Magic Word Podcast, thank you very much. That was Sean Rivera with Scotty Out. Well, we are taking a lunch break right now, and rather than having lunch, I'm having... Lunch with Randy. <laughs> so here's uh, Randy a Wakeman. Glass of water, the fabulous Scott Wells. How are you, Scott? You look good. Thank you. You're multicolored. You're in the convention mode. Yes, How's I am. How's everything going? Very well with me. I'm keeping uh, very busy and traveling around a lot. How about you? You've been doing a lot of travel recently? You're staying home? Well, the, uh, more traveling now. I mean, we're down here, Fector's next week. Yeah. So uh, 
Looking forward to that. I mean, it's going to wow. be number 50. It should be a lot of fun. I might get a couple of minutes with you while I'm there also for some more daily content <laughs> once yeah, we no, get to that no, convention. It, it should be fun because the first lectures they've had for several years, I mean, with COVID and all this stuff, sure. it's been a mess. Well, with this one, this is a little bit different from the standpoint of having a, a close-up convention. In the past, they've had the Midwest Magic Jubilee, which has just kind of been uh, like a regular type of a convention with stage shows and contests. But this is really more intimate, like a 4F would be. Well, Midwest Magic Jubilee used to rotate between Kansas City. I forgot about that. Uh, back and forth. But, yeah, this is certainly close-up oriented. Mm-hmm. And I like the intimacy of this, of it being kind of a smaller group of people where everyone has an opportunity to spend time with each other uh, and not only just session, but also like talk with you and others saying, hey, can you give me some more details on that work that you were doing? It is. It's informal. I mean, there, there's good and bad. You want to hear the bad? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm the guy that, yeah. that talks <laughs> about the bad, the bad stuff. Actually, it's a great venue. I think it's, I mean, it's a double tree, you know, by Hilton. So it's very, very nice. I think it's a great spot for a convention. It's right off the expressway. It's easy to get to. I don't like, personally, nobody asked me, I don't like the title of the convention, the senior tour, Mm -hmm. because normally the senior tour is the handicap tour, right? If if you can't uh, play at a pro level in golf, you have the senior tour, Hmm. right? It's it's harder to compete. I see what you mean. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, because at senior tour tennis, it's like, well, people that used to be good, but now they're too old to be good, So, but, <laughs> but, but they used to be good, so you want to go see them. It does have a bad connotation from that standpoint that you're right. I right. think Right. I mean, do you go to the senior tour uh, pro baseball games or, you know, NFL, the senior tour? Well, it's kind of like the – is it called the all-star game? What is it they play after the Super Bowl when they go to Hawaii and play uh, football? I mean, it's just really more of an exhibition game that – I mean, they are still full-time NFL players, but they're playing half speed, you know. Well, they don't want to get hurt and right. uh, and jinx their career. But you, you know don't what I'm saying? blow out your knee in Hawaii, have a great time in Hawaii, and then – Right. Sit out next yeah. year. But I think what the idea was uh, originally with this of the senior tour of not necessarily being those over a certain age or those who might be put going out to pasture, but but it's just with the experience of people who have senior experience within the well, arts. Then you call it you call it the Legends Tour. Now that does sound better. The Legends Tour, because a lot of people um, you want to go see Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Well, he's he's a nice guy. He's more like Bulk Hogan now, I guess. What's that? I'm more like Bulk Hogan instead of Hulk Hogan. No, he's, he's kind of gotten older. He's bulked up a little bit, you know. Well, he's not as bulked up as he used to be. But, uh, no, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And um, people will go to wrestling get-togethers and, you know, the meet and greets. And, uh, yeah, they can visit with Hulk Hogan or um, the stars of the 80s. Mm-hmm. But they don't call it the... Uh, you know, the, the senior, senior tour like is like, well, let's see, you know, who's in a wheelchair and things like that. Yeah. So uh, well, I think it's also by using this title discourages people who are younger thinking, why should I attend? It sounds like it's just has-beens. So, I'm, yeah. look, nobody asked me, and it's not my convention. Well, you're not but, the first to express, express but, that, but, though. But I would like uh, a more show-busy, more energetic, more bombastic title. Well, maybe right. next year or in the future. Who knows? For example, uh, you know, baseball. We have the World Series. Yeah. The United States is 4% of the population of the world. But American baseball still has the World Series. Yeah. No one else is actually coming from uh, Germany to play. Yeah. No, no. I mean, <laughs> soccer maybe, but not, uh, yeah. yeah, not baseball. So right. it's, so, so it's just, yeah, I think 
I think uh, it could be uh, renamed something. A more exciting title. Yeah. Uh, more motivating. Nothing comes to mind. You got a suggestion? Yeah. Well, I like you know something like the Legends Tour or whatever. I mean, that's you know it's just like uh, World's Greatest Magic. Well, yeah. this is the greatest. You know, pretty good in a lot of cases. Good performers, yeah. but. On tour, it's world's greatest magic on tour. Uh-huh. It's not world's most senior magic. On well, there was tour. another thing, you know, the uh, with the evolutionists. Another one was Champions of Magic. That's been touring. That'd be another good name, you know, sure. Champions. Sure. Anyway, so no, I think it, I think that could be a little Mis- misleading, more exciting. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, that's your only downside of this. Only uh, negative comment. Well, I mean, that's I mean, I mean, constructive what, what, comment. What's the title? I mean, I think there is, uh, I think the, the title doesn't really tell me anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the senior tour is like, well, I think probably uh, we have too many performers for the number of people because we've got 10 performers. Right. So in the case of. And less than 100 registrants. Yeah, a hundred thereabouts. I mean, uh, uh, give or take. So you've got breakout sessions. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's going to be four or five going on simultaneously. You have to choose. So it's just not possible for everybody to see everybody they want to see. You, you, and it's that way two days in a row. Well, Magic Live does that as well. You know, I don't know if you attend Magic, Magic Live. Live. Okay, I've seen you at Magic Live. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but. Um, this is obviously a close-up convention, and Magic Lives is obviously not. No, uh, I agree, but my point convention. is they have other things that you have to take a track, and you have to decide between A and B. You can't do both together. Yeah, it's good to have, it's good to have choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's at the same time, not staggered, and people have to compete, let's say there, there's four people that I want to see today yeah. in a breakout session. And you can't see them all. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Well, there wouldn't be time, obviously, because... Uh, uh, not in an hour or so. I wouldn't be able to see two of them. Or just pop your head in, and if it's in the middle of a routine or a question, it's like, well, well it is like in the other room. It so, is like taking a, a drink from a fire hydrant, kind of, you know, with so many people with so many I've different ideas. have tried that. You probably have. <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> Dangerous? <laughs> knock you over. Knock you over. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, I like the location. I like the venue. I like the people. Mm-hmm. You've been having that, a good time, having a lot of people come up and spend a time with you? Sure. No, I mean, it's uh, a lot of old friends, mm-hmm. uh, people that I worked with in Chicago, Jimmy Molinari, you know, for years and years, mm-hmm. and Mr. C's. Yeah, it's a great group of people. It's a great environment. So, I mean, I'm just being picky, but I would, I would rename it and I would try to... Uh, make uh things more accessible uh for more people has there been something so far that you have seen uh that has excited you or something's got hey this is kind of cool got another idea or maybe whether it was in a session now you know out in the hall or you know someone lecturing yeah, been I've seen a couple of really good things yeah what, what but i'm who? not at liberty to say of oh. course <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know you got some great workers here i mean billy goodwin has been terrific forever mm-hmm. you know also i've known billy for a long time yeah. so i mean great to see billy again um you know kevin kelly does some good stuff yeah, uh, i thought doug Kahn had a good lecture too you know yeah and he's probably correct me if i'm wrong i think he's the only guy 
that's doing magic 100% for a living. 100% full-time yeah. uh, pro. Who is among all the people who are here, you mean, that are participating? Yes, I yeah. think he's the only mm-hmm. one. And I've certainly not done... Uh, have a lot, I've had a lot of professional work, mm-hmm. um, but I've never relied on magic to make the mortgage payment or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but, you can yeah. call it semi pro, yeah. but uh, I think that's all that, that Doug does for well, a living. I like Gene Anderson's uh, term of part time pro rather than semi pro. Semi indicates you're only half good, you know, or halfway well, professional. Well, you I mean, just can't do- like to draw these distinctions yeah, full time yeah. professional. I mean, if you run a magic shop, you're your primary yeah. uh, focus is hopefully is yep. running a successful magic yep. shop. Were you here last year for the no, convention? No, I was not. Okay, I'm one of the few. I was going to say I was surprised when there's so many people who are returning. Yes, and that probably doesn't make a lot of sense to have the Some majority of the performers year after year. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, well, I think it's so you're going to get me in trouble with stuff like that <laughs> because it's like, well, when Randy has a convention, he can do it the way he wants. It's not his convention. It's like, fair enough. Yeah. So when are you having your convention? I'm, I'm, well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So with Magic Word Podcast, that was Randy Wakeman. <laughs> Scotty out. So while the workshops uh, are going on then right now, one of the people I'm talking with who is not in the workshop because he was actually trying to get a little bit of sleep because of how late he was sitting up last night is Steve Reynolds. Hey there, Steve. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, you were up late last night, so oh, have you been yeah. having a lot of fun? Oh, I'm having a great time, and that's one of the great things about these smaller conventions. You get to sit and hang out with everybody and yeah. session all night long. Uh, well, that's true, uh, except this is a senior tour and there's some older people here. <laughs> so right. I guess late night means has there's a different definition at this. Uh, <laughs> that's right. 11 o'clock is late night for some yeah, exactly. people. That's right. But there were a lot of young people here as well, so yeah. you were up sessioning. I know there's some older. I was talking with one fellow who's older than me, and he was up until like 3 this morning or something. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I, I, it, it doesn't have anything necessarily to do with age, but also, I guess, just with passion. And you've got a lot of passion. You've been working on some new projects, you were telling me? Then? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of writing lately. I've been putting out a, a kind of a month booklet called Output, but this is going to lead into some, I'm from a book background, having studied with John and a rocket bomber, and mm-hmm. so I want to continue that that tradition yeah. in my own way. And uh, because as people are listening to this, I mean, I know that uh, Steve is from New Orleans, or he lives in New Orleans now, not from there originally. Yeah, I'm so originally from uh, Mark D'Souza country up near Philly. Philadelphia, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I moved down there about, uh, about 10 12 years ago. Was it your profession that brought you there, or your wife's? Or? Yeah, it was actually uh, John. I oh, came right. down to you know be next to him, because mm-hmm. I've been studying with him sort of over the phone and uh, yearly treks down to New Orleans, but it was about time to just be around him more, and that's the reason. Well, it's uh, enough reason uh, right there, you know, yeah. to, uh, to, to study from him, because he was someone who was, of course, within Ed Marlowe's inner course, circle. Yeah. And I, I started early with John. I was about 15 when I started talking with him. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to Marlowe's stuff. But what's great about John is he he says there's no shallow end, but his writing, even though he sometimes uses, you know, words that you got to look up, <laughs> his technical writing is very succinct. Mm-hmm. And he he allows you to get into Marlowe in a, in a more uh, fundamental way. Mm-hmm. So when you go into the bigger, you know, the more, you know, bigger books into the actual Marlowe work, 
you have that behind you and you can get in there and, right. and tackle that, that mammoth amount of work. <laughs> have you been to some other conventions of late? I mean, uh, since post-COVID here? Well, yeah. Uh, I did this last year. Um, I'm going to be at the Pebble in Dallas next month. See you there. Yep, working at the uh, SAM convention. In New Orleans, I'll see you there. In New Orleans this year. And what I was going to say about New Orleans, uh, are they going to be doing something special? Like, I mean, New Orleans is known for street magic. Or, yeah. I don't know if whether that uh, Doug Conn is going to be doing yeah, anything Doug or not. Yeah, Doug will be a part so. of it as well as I. And, okay. uh, and there's going to be a local show as well with Mike Dardant. I think I'm involved yeah. with that as oh, well. Okay. So there'll be, there's, there'll be some New Orleans representation there for sure. I remember years ago when Earl Christenberry <laughs> was the president of the uh, IBM. Yeah. And uh, they had uh, a big parade. It was on the opening night. And I said parade inside where people were dressed in Mardi Gras costumes and throwing out beads and balloons and everything, oh, yeah. you know, as everyone was in, the, in this big banquet hall, you know. Yeah. And we just had a big festive uh, evening. It was a good way to have a kickoff in New oh, Orleans, yeah. you know. Absolutely, so. yeah. It's a, it's very festive. It's always, you know, there's always something going on in New Orleans. And uh, I spent some time with Earl, um, and he would tell me stories. We get together, you know, with the group at Applebee's or Bennigan's, the Knights yeah. of Slights, and so it's good to, you know, have that history and be able to learn about, uh, you know, the past. Speaking of uh, the. Uh uh, Mardi Gras. Have you done many shows for some of the crews? They call them crews, who are the clubs that are in these parades. Yes, I have. Uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, man, those are uh, those are great. Cause What's that like? That's got to be just wild. Well, it's usually at the uh, Kern Studio where they house all the uh, floats. You know, okay. so it's just this big, colorful, festive experience, and you, it's just. They love it. It's great. Right. Yeah. So you just walk around strolling, or oh, you yeah. have a table I they come to? I walk around, or? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I do some local things through a buddy of mine, Mark Aspiazu, and mm-hmm. do some close-up shows. for. He does uh, tours around the quarter, the French Quarter. Oh, okay, sure. And uh, a few times, and hopefully there'll be more uh, in, the, in the near future. But, uh, you know, he started doing these uh, events, walk-around events, and I would be the the big surprise at the end, yeah. and I do my close-up show. There are so many tours around uh, New Orleans, uh, like ghost tours or voodoo yeah, tours yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's right, yep. And uh, I go and visit friends, and I listen to them, and it's funny, you know, hearing yeah. about the good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people go to hear, or yeah, when they're not yeah. drinking. And, you know, of course, so. you know, I, I used to do street performing, you know. Um, I'm a card guy dyed in the wool, you know, a card yeah. magician, and uh, so I was coaxed out onto the street, and I went out there for four years. Wow. Uh, now learned, be lucrative. Yeah, and I learned a lot, and uh, I'm not doing it right now. I'm doing the writing now, but uh, anyway, yeah, it was a great experience. And Any I got, uh, magician, street magicians who have come through who really, I mean, I know they kind of pass through, I mean, from all over the world, who come through New Orleans at one time or another. Someone yeah. that you've seen, uh, I'm not going to put any words in your mouth oh, or suggestions. No, because my favorite... Actually, my favorite magician in that realm, and one of my top, you know, I'll just say five, five to ten, yeah. <laughs> is Alex Osborne, Alexander Osborne. Okay. Fantastic magician, great thinker, and really knows how to make it ma- everything magical, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and another one is Jimmy Talks a Lot, mm-hmm. where he's got this, just a tight act and just wonderful, and uh, Warpo, uh-huh. Warpo Cole. Um, yeah, another act that you can just. I, I was I saw his act so much, so much, so much that I could follow each you know moment, you know. And if they, if he sped up in the show, I knew it was going to be a short show. So all I had to do was hear it, 
and you just yeah. know where it's going. Interesting. That's how tight he had the show. You just yeah. knew. Yeah. Wow. It was going to deviate, you know. Well, I'm glad you're liking this convention. I'm enjoying it. This is my first uh, year here to this one then as well. So uh, yeah. it's, it's been a lot of fun. I like the uh, tightness, the, the intimacy of it all and everything as well. So it's good to see you, Steve. Hey, thank you. <laughs> so with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Steve Reynolds, Scotty out. show is over and we're going to be having um, uh, the final activity for the evening is going to be a lecture that's going to be coming up then that is by randy wakeman and then that kind of concludes the 2023 senior tour but uh, i thought we'd kind of have just a quick recap of this evening show with a friend of mine from austin texas ken dickenshi hey there ken how are you tonight I'm doing fantastic. You've enjoyed the show? You oh, enjoyed the weekend? Great, great show. I mean, every every minute of this entire weekend has just gotten better than the minute before. Yeah, because you were here last year. You I wanted to kind of convince me and said, hey, you need to come to this. Yeah, this is <laughs> it. What a unique opportunity to see this this talent, this much history in one place for one weekend. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's unmatched. Yeah, when you put that all together like that, it's, it's amazing. It has been fantastic, and they have a, uh, a good mix, I think, also of registrants. Uh, we we kind of joke throughout this weekend as far as being a senior tournament and mostly seniors, but there are a lot of young people here then as well. And it's just been an exchange of uh, a lot of really great ideas, so many that I hope I can at least remember three or four of them <laughs> I go back home. It's impossible, right, because the things we hear here, for the most part, aren't published anywhere. Yeah, well, that's they're true. In the, they're in these people's minds and in their history. It's mm-hmm. it's phenomenal to just sit and watch and listen, and, and, and you get so interested in it that you sometimes forget to re- even remember what you're being, being shown. True. And even some of the ideas that they were talking about, they were workshopping during a lecture. I mean, like a thing that Mike Powers did last night, then someone said, well, what if you do it this way? I said, oh, you know, I'm going to rewrite it that way. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I know. The interchange is wonderful because there's, there's no pretentiousness. There's uh, no... Pre- preconceptions and no notions and no arrogance here. It's just yeah. everybody's for everybody. Yep. Uh, was there somebody thing or something that just kind of stood out for you for this weekend so far? Whether it was in the room or out here or? I, I think the sessioning times were just outstanding because they they were uh, workshops. You mean or session? Well, the, yeah, the workshops. Excuse me, the workshops. But it was like a sessioning. Yeah. But it was it was uh, it wasn't a one to many people. It was a, an entire group going back and forth and talking about things and exchanging ideas. Uh, and everybody learned. And because there are four workshops going on simultaneous, the shop work each workshop probably didn't have more than what a dozen people tops. Oh, tops. Yeah. So you had a lot of uh, intimate time, you know, talking with each person. Yeah. That's true. During that time. Well, this evening show, I just kind of wanted to mention this. I mean, last night's uh, gala show was really great, and tonight we also had, uh, well, uh, tonight they had some of the public who came in, so we kind of got their reactions then as we well. Had public last night, too. Oh, well, there was a public yes. last evening show then as well? Yeah. So Mark Yeager, I know from Chicago, was down. He kind of emceed this evening show, so. Um, this is kind of a finale tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they certainly didn't save the best for last. The best was at both shows. Yeah, there is no best. Everybody's best. <laughs> it was just, they were just different was all. Yeah. So uh, starting up, uh, who was the first one off the? Uh... Uh, the first one was Doug Kahn from New Orleans. Right. And Doug's always uh, wonderful to watch. He he interacted with a couple of children uh, in the audience. And uh, as, as you'd expect, some of the children are more... Uh, responsive and some were shyer. Yeah, and he played it like a pro. Well, because he's a street performer and used to working all kinds of audiences. It's true, so he, he handled it quite well. And then he was he uh, he was followed by uh, uh, was it uh, 
Randy Wakeman. Yes, Randy. Randy was on. And Randy's just a natural. He just is smooth and easy and uh, went, uh, went with the flow and made the flow, in fact. He does seem very at ease with yeah. everything that he very does. Easy. Yeah. And I, I think uh, Bill Goodwin from the castle was just wonderful. His, uh, he's got a very wry sense of humor, and, uh, and, it, and it shows through his magic. And uh, uh, Even when there's a problem, he just it's part of the show. That's right. Yep, you never know it. It was it was excellent. Yes, his card works flawless. Uh, I, th- I think uh, Alan Ackerman topped it off this evening. Uh, he followed uh, James Molinari. Alan was uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy Molinari did the uh, Jimmy cards <laughs> Molinari. Yeah. I was doing well, being a, a student, I guess, of Ed Marlowe. He's uh, kind of doing some Marlowe stuff. Oh, he was, and, yeah. and you know you. The more you study Marlowe, the more you find out. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. And then Ackerman, of course, talking about his history in Vegas and coming out of the service and staying in Vegas. And, um, he's just fun to watch. Yep. Just fun. Yep. Very good show all together. And, and I'll tell you, some of these people were here last year, and I didn't see anything repeated from last year. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, ha- most of it is not published anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it was all of it. Well, that is, is interesting because you don't see a convention where you have a lot, uh, even one repeat performer in the following year at a convention. Here, apparently, there were several. And not only that, you had not only the same, probably like you and other attendees who had come back only for a second year, but even more. I mean, nearly doubling the attendance yes. uh, with, again, some of the same performers, but with completely different material. The other thing I like about it is it's kind of a no-pressure convention. Uh, at a lot of conventions, it's all you can do to get out of the sessions and into the dealer's room. And here we have one dealer who only does conventions, and he's they're selling uh, books, mm-hmm. new books, used books. And it, uh, it's, it's like a traveling library that you get to go and spend time in. And uh, if, if you're not in the, uh, at the dealer's table, you're you're out in the, in the lobby with uh, so, some of the magicians and sessioning, yeah. uh, sessioning with them or listening to them talk to each other. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like going to a, a zoo full of new animals. You're just excited to see everyone. Yep, it was. Uh it, it, it is good because you kind of want to go out, and even some people who were not even in here. I mean, I was sitting out here a little bit earlier, like during someone's lecture, and uh, saw Howard Hamburg, you know, sitting out here, and there were a lot of people then just talking to Howard, you know, and learning some things that were right. gathered around him. That's right. That's right. At the master's feet, so to speak. And so uh, next year we're going to be having the convention again. That's going to be uh, coming up, I believe. Um, in April, around the 17th, I believe I it is, or 10th so. Or 10th or 13th, something like that. Yes. Have to uh, check the schedule. We'll have it on the magicwordpodcast.com over there. We'll have the uh, convention schedule. I thought they had a flyer around here, but they must not uh, must run out of those, I guess. People taking them or whatever. But uh, anyhow, yeah, that's going to be coming up then this next year. And I think we'll probably be a lot of return attendees as well as some new people. Hopefully that you will be one of the new ones. Oh, I'll be back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the nice thing is uh, is purchasing the tickets in advance and uh, 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 getting it on your calendar early on. Steve, what's the date for next year? Got Steve Zilke here then, but just passing by. So I was going to look at a brochure, but they're not here. So Obviously, everybody's taking them already. So um, anyhow, next year that I uh, have to uh, uh, come back and attend. So, yep, we'll be seeing you then here. We certainly will.
But that's a good recap, I think, of kind of what we've been having this weekend. And uh, I hope that you listeners have uh, gotten a good sense of what you were missing. For those of you who have attended and were listening to this then also, that's, uh, you get to hear some of the things perhaps that you may have missed while you were uh, attending. Well, but, I, I highly recommend this convention. It's, uh, it's a little known. It's a small convention. It's, uh, it's not overpowering. It's not pretentious. But it's easily one of the top yeah. conventions of the year. It was fine. And that's a wrap from, actually we're in Collinsville, Illinois. I started to say St. Louis, but we are just across the river over here in Collinsville, Illinois. Ken, thank you very much. I appreciate your help with the recap over here. So, for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Ken Dickensheets. This is Scotty out.